what's up family welcome back to the podcast welcome to if you're new it's tiffany your host welcome back in y'all welcome to episode 17 of season three um we're gonna be discussing why people can't receive the gospel like why is it so hard for people to receive the gospel why is it so difficult for um non-believers to even consider christ uh what is the problem you know aside from ego being a part of it and not really you know wanting to sit ego aside enough to really ask god himself you know lord is god is this real you know is jesus is this real can you show yourself to me aside from not being able to sit ego aside we're going to talk about how the christian community plays a huge part and why um a non-believer has a hard time receiving the gospel and i'm going to actually even talk about um my experience before finding christ um i'm going to discuss and talk about how people made it difficult for me to want to even take christianity seriously so first and foremost before we get into the depth and the meat of this conversation i just want to give a quick shout out to all of the listeners here on the podcast wherever you're listening from we're streaming everywhere uh and also a big shout out to youtube all of you who tune in from youtube or uh, listen on youtube if you guys over on youtube want to get the whole play you want to hear the whole episode i definitely encourage you to um i encourage you to be sure to hit the description box and follow the podcast like i said we're streaming everywhere including spotify and apple so make sure that you guys are tuned in to that um for those of you who are listening to the podcast the exclusive stuff that you guys may not get here that will be on youtube make sure that you're subscribed to the youtube channel and also wherever you're listening from there's always a space where you can just scroll down and you can see uh you can see a link and it will send you to the other outlets of the ministry um from the podcast to uh, my other social media platforms, the YouTube channel. So make sure you guys check that out. But anyways, y'all. So I want to discuss and talk about this. This is so important. And I feel like uh, this gets, this is getting neglected in the conversation amongst Christians. And so I want to be one of the first to bring it up and to talk about it. One, we need to understand that we don't have to fight for our salvation. And I believe the reason why it is so difficult for those who are not of the faith, why it's so hard for them to receive the gospel is because you've got people who don't even know the gospel. You have people who don't know and understand that Jesus came and died for our sins. And him coming and dying for our sins he created the ultimate atonement his his blood is eternal um 
and through his blood, through the shedding of his blood, all of our sins are covered and washed away and our transgressions are blotted out as long as we believe on his name. As long as we profess from our mouths that Jesus is Lord and believe in our hearts that he was risen from the dead, we have salvation. Um, You know, Ephesians 2 and 8 tells us that we are saved by grace. We're saved by the grace of God through our faith in Jesus Christ. For by grace, we are saved through faith is what Ephesians 2 8 says. And in Romans 10, 9, it tells us, you know, in, in order to receive that salvation, you have to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart um, that he was risen from the dead and you shall be saved. Why is Jesus' blood eternal? Well, John tells us in chapter one of John verse one, that the, in the beginning was the word. And he says the word was with God and the word was God. In verse 14, he tells us the word became flesh. We know that Jesus came in the flesh. Jesus was God in the flesh. Um, the word was with God. The word was God. So Jesus is the word. Jesus is also God. Um, I know that. And for people who may be confused, like, okay, so Jesus is God. You know, well, what about the Holy Spirit? Y'all could say the father. So is it three gods? No. Um, all one God uh three different functionalities is what i like to say um we have the father the son and the holy spirit in john chapter one john chapter five it tells us that there are three who bear witness in heaven and that they are one and verbatim it says there are three who bear witness in heaven the word of the father the word and the holy spirit in the king james version it says this the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. It says this in verse 7 of 1 John chapter 5. And we know that the Word, because it's capitalized here with a W, the Word is Jesus, okay? The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit are, are the three that bear witness in heaven, and they are one. They are one. Um, the From the beginning of time, you know, from the beginning of the Bible to the end of the Bible, you know, the promise of Christ takes place in Genesis chapter 12, the, b between the first three, uh, scriptures, the first three verses, God is promising Abram, the promise of, uh, Christ. And so people who don't understand the gospel can't possibly give you the gospel because they don't even understand it themselves they don't know and understand that through our grace we are saved i mean through god's grace we are saved because of our faith in jesus christ people and what do i mean by they don't understand the gospel how don't they understand that if they're calling themselves a christian well they just they missed the part where jesus's blood is eternal and unfortunately it's because they're listening to pastors who sit every Sunday morning and preach and teach on hell when your congregation shouldn't even be in danger of hell in the first place if they are truly Christians. If that makes sense of what I'm saying. <laughs> if they have received Christ, if they have received Christ, and I'm sorry y'all if you can hear noise in the background, I'm sitting here fixing my nail. <laughs> I'm fixing my nail. Um, if they have received Christ, there is no reason for, um, you to be sitting there 
going ham on them all sermon the whole sermon about hellfire and they need to make sure that they're living right because hell is real in x y and z well i can see if you had people in your congregation visiting the church who were unsaved but if you have people who believe on the name of jesus christ that shouldn't even be the topic of discussion because nobody in there should be in danger of hell if they believe in jesus christ if they believe in jesus christ they shouldn't be in danger of hell the bible is so clear it says that there is no condemnation for those in christ jesus so why are you sitting there condemning folk to hell why are you telling people that they're going to hell for stuff that the bible don't say that you're going to hell for if you have if if god says that i'm giving you an eternal promise i'm giving you an eternal promise this is this promise is eternal as as long as you believe on my son as long as you believe on the name of jesus christ you have salvation the second you believe on him you receive the holy spirit you receive the holy spirit you know the truth now why do you have to preach to your congregation hell every sunday if they're supposed to be saved who are you talking to what type of church do you have where everybody is coming and none of them knows who god is i mean honestly it's a great thing if you have people come in that are not saved they need to hear the gospel though they need to hear the gospel yes they those who are unsaved need to know that they need to repent and that all those who do not believe on the name of jesus christ and unfortunately are in danger of that being their their fate them going into the lake of fire because that is where everybody is going that's why the the road is so wide but explain that but if you have a congregation of people who are believers why is that what why is that your your main focus and if that's the case everybody is going to hell for every little thing it's not about you know we make it about how we live our lives and if you're not living like this you're gonna miss the uh mark you're gonna miss it how am I going to miss it if I believe it? If I put my faith in Jesus Christ, how am I going to miss it? Now, I'm not out here saying that I encourage people to live how they want to live or anything of that nature. Because like I said, once you have the Holy Spirit, you have the spirit of truth. So you know right from wrong. You know what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. But if you do make a decision that's not, you know what I'm saying, smart. If you make a decision that is not, for your highest and greatest good and you choose to do something that's beneficial to your flesh more so than it is beneficial to your spirit and edifying your spirit um you're not going to get launched into hell because of that because every single one of us sins and thought word and deed every single day even if it's not intentional you may there may be sins that you have come out of once you have come to christ and because you know the truth now about that thing you may have decided you know what it's not worth it for me to keep doing this i'm not going to keep doing this one because i know that it's unpleasing to the lord and it doesn't even feel right doing it anymore at this point now that i know the truth so i'm not going to do it you know there are sins that we step away from because we realize we needed to we had that repentant moment right um but if you do choose to go out 
and maybe you shouldn't have been hanging out with these group of friends because they like to smoke they like to have a drink they 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 tend to get drunk and you happen to go and be out with them and you wind up smoking or drinking or whatever the case may be you should now not be in fear of hellfire because you made that decision a decision that should that you shouldn't have made um one we have free will god gives us a decision to make good or bad decisions you'll learn your lesson after you didn't you keep making a certain decision and you realize it's not for your highest and greatest good no more that's not the life that you meant to live no more you'll learn but you're not going to get cast into the lake of fire because you made a bad decision now that your faith is in jesus christ you are covered by the blood of jesus that's and because his blood is eternal that's past present and future sins because you're going to sin rather you do it on purpose or rather it is unintentional you're going to sin god knows this that's why we need his son that's why we have to recognize that we are sinners and we need the blood of jesus christ the road is not narrow because of a lack of righteous decisions the road is narrow because it takes us believing on the name of jesus christ the world rejects jesus out of the 8 billion people how many people actually identify as christ out of the all of those people that identify as, as christ of I mean, identify as christ identify as christians and out of all those that identify as christians how many of them really for real believe have received the spirit of god i'll put it that way how many of them have actually received the spirit because when you receive the spirit of god you have the spirit of god dwelling within you that's what happens when you believe on the name of jesus some people have only grown up in in church they know of christ they know about him but they have not actually they don't understand the gospel and so if you don't understand the gospel where is your faith actually at many people's faith is not actually in jesus christ many people's faith is in them going to church every sunday many people's faith is them being a quote-unquote good person when the bible says there's not one that is good god is the only one that's good he is the only one that is righteous he is the only one that is really truly holy we can attempt to be holy through living a, a, a christian life and trying to do all of the things that please the lord but you are a human being you are flawed you are sinful in nature and it's going to take you some time to to, to ooh, you're never going to be perfect you're still going to be messing up even when you're trying that's exactly why the that's exactly why the bible says what it says in regards to um our righteousness is like filthy rags to the lord it, it doesn't it, it's nothing that we can really truly do other than believe in jesus christ um i want to remind you guys of what jesus says in john chapter 6 where he where the um the men who were a part of the five thousand that were fed see jesus and they're they come rushing to him and whatnot looking for more more food because they've been filled and um he tells them they ask him a question and they say what are the works what they ask him what are the works of god um that we should be doing and he tells them the works 
of God is to believe on the one who he has sent. And this is something that we don't understand. We feel like we have to do all of this extra stuff. Let me tell you something. And I'm just going to be very honest. And there's some people who may disagree. But from my personal experience, when you have really truly believed in Jesus Christ, put your, when you have put placed your faith in Jesus, he does begin a work in you. He's already began a work in you. But he really begins to start to advance you he how can i say this how can i put this he begins to start to complete that work that he has started in you i'm gonna just say that things do begin to shift and change in your life the more you submit your life to god with the spirit leading you you now have the 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 tools that you need mentally and spiritually to for, for you to be better equipped in this world in this life, on this walk. With the spirit, you now have more discernment and truth. So you know the truth. You know what you should and should not be doing. You know where you, you know, the places that you should be going, the things that you should be entertaining and the things that you shouldn't be entertaining. You know these things. And so now you have a decision to make. And no, like I said before, God is not going to thrust you into eternal hellfire because you're making bad decisions. Because you're going to have those seasons of uh, trial and temptation and tribulation. And sometimes you may fall into the temptations. And what you can't have is a mindset that is going to cause you to be walking around on eggshells and fearing for your life that you're going to hell because you're not living in the way that God would like you to live. He has given us free will. He understands that we have a sinful nature. Thanks to the fall of man since the days of Eden, Adam and Eve. Okay. And so with that being said, he says, take upon you my yoke, take my yoke upon you, learn from me. Come all ye who are heavy laden and I will give you rest for your souls. He tells us that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And so if his yoke is easy and his burden is light, why would he want you walking around in, in fear of hellfire when he told you that he promises rest for your soul when you believe on his name, when he has told you that he has promised you eternal life? As long as you have faith in him. And I have not, I don't know about anybody else, but I have not been able to just stop believing in Jesus at any point in my walk, no matter how hard it's gotten. The difficulties have made me run to him even more. The difficulties have made me want to sit in his presence even more. And so this idea that um, you have to work for salvation is no different than any other religion out there. Buddhism, Hinduism, Muslims, all, all of that, you know, everywhere, even Catholicism. That's why it's not true Christianity. And I don't understand why Catholicism is the face of Christianity. They're not even Christian. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, they believe that a man can forgive sins. No, he can't. How am I able to forgive something that you did against God? I don't have the power to do that. I can only forgive you for the transgressions that you've done to me. Not what you've done against God. And so there's all kinds of different religions. And that's why they're religions. Because they are based upon human effort. Which is why Christianity is not about a religion. But you have people 
who have come into the faith to come and distort the word of God, to come and distort people's view of what it is to even be a Christian. The term Christian only describes a person who is a follower of Christ. It's not meant to be a religion. It's just an identifier. I'm a believer in Christ. I'm a follower of Christ. So I'm a Christian. Point blank, point blank period. And so I don't get caught up in that anymore because once upon a time I used to, and that was why it was difficult for me to receive the gospel because I was so caught up in the title of Christian and looking and I, and, and attaching the title with people who I was seeing who were not living or, you know, they weren't, they wasn't making it make sense. Just going to be real. They wasn't making it make sense for me. I'm like, you know, how are you trying to tell me about how I'm living and you're living the way you live in? You know, people would try to throw it up in my face. You know, I know God and X, Y, Z. Okay, but you're gay though. So it didn't make any sense to me. Because I'm like, your sinful lifestyle is no different than my lifestyle of witchcraft. It's no different. We're both, I mean, it may not be the same thing, but you're still doing something that's, biblically speaking, is worth eternal hellfire. So, you know, and, and, and not to, those two things are definitely though they're they're witchcraft can't make it into the kingdom period um that's just on period the bible also says that homosexuality will not make it into the kingdom of god either so you know i for there as far as what i've seen people who have believed on the name of jesus christ who were in these lifestyles before are no longer in them they're not choosing to be in those lifestyles they have repented about it Meaning they have had a change of mind and change of heart about those things. So they're no longer in alignment with them things. Even if, for instance, a homosexual person may still have that attraction, but they don't act on it anymore. They choose not to act on it because they know this is not pleasing to God. Just because I feel some type of way don't mean I got to act on the feeling. You know what I'm saying? Um, That's a little bit different than witchcraft. You know, even though I will say this for me. No, I don't have the I don't have the desire to want to go sit in an altar and conjure up anything. However, there are remnants of that that personality, that lifestyle that will linger. For instance, me wanting to force my will on things. Forcing your will is witchcraft. That's what the whole thing with witchcraft is, is your will instead of God's will. And so I I have to fight that urge to want to force my will on something. And it may not be that I'm trying to, oh, let me go in witchy woo something at an altar it's not that it's just a me trying to make things go my way by doing things my way the bible says that rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and rebellion is when you decide to do your will instead of god's will right um stubbornness is as the sin of idolatry and so I have to make sure that I'm not idolizing something so much or, or wanting something so much that now I have begun to make it an idol to where now I'm rebelling against God by trying to do my own thing. You, just, you see what I'm saying? And so the spirit of God has opened my mind up to understand that. So I'm aware of it. And I, I have to make the conscious decision every day to not choose to force my will on something that God has not said yes to to something that may not even be in alignment with with where I'm going and what where God is trying to take me and what he's trying to do in my life you know what I'm saying and so I said all that to say this you know we all come from some type of sinful lifestyle 
lifestyle, meaning you were living like this, you had no problem with it, right? But when you come into the knowledge of God through believing on the name of Jesus Christ and receiving his Holy Spirit within you, you begin to see the error in your ways. And you now have a decision to make to do something different. And it's just that simple. And I feel like the church does not explain that in the simple layman's terms. Like that's so simple. They make it extra difficult. They make it extra difficult. And it's because of their lack of understanding of the gospel is because they, once again, their faith is not in Jesus Christ. Their faith is in what they can do. Their faith is in how righteous they feel that they're living because they don't do this and they don't do that. And it has nothing to do with that. You're not saved by that. Even though, yes, when you give your life to God, he does begin to lead you and steer you and guide you into a better direction for yourself that leads to better health, that leads to more stability, that leads to a better mind. It may take some time. You're still going to go through stuff on the along the way. But that's building your character, it's giving you experience, it's giving you wisdom, it's teaching you something. You're learning things about yourself, right? That you didn't know before and that you didn't even realize needed changing. You're learning. That's why you're allowed to go through it. Um, along the way, your life does get better in many different areas. It's not perfect and you're not without trial. You're not without tribulation, not without problems, but with the spirit of God, him, also the spirit of God being a comforter. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. He comes to comfort us. Um, he helps us through those things. He gives us the tenacity to make it through. He gives us enough uh, cur encouragement to make it through. He strengthens us. He motivates us, right? He pushes us. He gives us that extra um, that extra space to keep going where we will really be given up without the Holy Spirit. He gives us that, that, that extra strength to hold on, right? Um, I feel like I derailed off a lot, but you know, this whole thing is about why people can't receive the gospel and it's because people within the body of Christ lack this understanding and they're not able to explain it that way because they themselves don't even understand the gospel because they've grown up in church all their life spent all these hours in church but they never been explained the gospel clearly they think that their salvation is based upon them going to church every sunday well i don't i go to church but do you believe in jesus just because you go to church don't mean you believe in jesus are you just doing it because your family has been bringing you to church all your life have you had an encounter with God? Because if you haven't, and this is just a routine thing for you, then you really don't know God. And just because you show up to church on every Sunday and you know the jargon and the, 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 the language that's being used in church and you can get up and buck and jive doesn't mean that you have the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit don't have nothing to do with dancing or none of that. You can dance without having the Holy Spirit. The, the movement of the Holy Spirit does not equate to a, an emotional movement. Yes, we, we get emotional when we are in, in worship because, you know, it is a very intimate moment between you and God, but that doesn't have anything to do with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, 
people make it about that, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? People can't receive the gospel because you have people who are kind of hypocritical sharing the gospel with them. And like I said, I've experienced this myself. People trying to make me feel bad at that time about leaving the faith and and going into witchcraft and all of these other things, but they didn't have a problem being my friend. They didn't have a problem with dating, dating me. They never gave me the gospel either, but they were supposed to be Christians. So I wasn't trying to hear it from them because it's like, you're not telling me about the gospel. You're just trying to tell me I'm wrong and what I'm doing. But at the same time, you're wrong in how you live your life. So make it make sense to me. You know what I'm saying? And this is what needs to change. This is what needs to change. I really hope that this helps somebody. Be sure to give a rating to the podcast as well, family, wherever you're listening from. Uh, shout out to y'all who got us at a five-star rating. I love you guys so much. Make sure that you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram. Well, follow me on Instagram, Tiffany.Theophany underscore. That information is always in the description um, or in my in the little thingy, wherever you're listening from. There's a link tree to all of my social media platforms. Be sure to follow the TikTok. Um, I am wild podcast on TikTok. I love you guys so much. Until next time, stay wild. Stay willing to get uncomfortable, inspiring, uh, inspired by the word of God and inspiring others through the word of God, loving God with all your heart, mind and soul and being dedicated to walking in your purpose called according to the most highest will. Until next time, family, y'all willing, shalom.